Hey, Steven, we got to figure out an intro to the podcast. That works. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the No Fluff MSP Marketing Podcast. I am super excited today to have Eric Torres. Eric, thank you for joining. Yeah, really, thanks for having me. This is exciting. Really, really super appreciate it. Uh, when I first spoke with Eric, I was like, dude, if your marketing wasn't so good, I wouldn't be annoying you because it was like every, every time <laughs> it was like every time I got on LinkedIn, I saw Eric and I was like, OK, I need to I need to get Eric on the podcast. And uh, and it was just super cool because like I, I sent him, you know, one LinkedIn message and he's like, sure, man, let's do it. And I was like, wow, that was way easier than I was ever expecting. <laughs> so, you know, just thanks for being like, you know, receptive to jumping on. Um, I give a little intro and then, you know, I'd love to just kind of ask you questions, make this about you and, and, and ScalePad. So sure. we use ScalePad. We've been using it for a long time back when it was called Warranty Master. And I think we started right before that big, like Windows 7 end of life. So it was like, how do we properly communicate to our clients? Like what computers they need to focus on rather than like exporting an Excel sh sheet out of Automate, you know? money but like our clients saw exactly where the red was and now we use it continuously and i'll you know on you know i'll get more into like how we use it in the reporting section of this podcast but it was just, it just came in at the perfect time and we've been using it ever since so that's why I like i reached out to eric i was like dude i love this product a lot it has helped us in so many ways including like the warranty and all that so so that's why I had to reach out. Um, love y'all's product. Love it. Um, this is, there is, I guess I should say there is no affiliation here. No one's getting paid either direction or anything <laughs> like that. It was just strictly like, I'm a fan. I'm like, dude, we yeah. love it. Yeah. So, so that was kind of, that's kind of my intro and, and how we, you know, got started using it and why we love it. And then Eric, you know, to you, can you kind of introduce yourself and, and your role there at ScalePad? Sure. Absolutely. Um, I've been with ScalePad. I'm fairly new to ScalePad. Uh, I am actually tomorrow marks my six month uh, six months at ScalePad, uh, but I've been in the industry for quite a long time. Uh, I started, or I was, I was brought in at ScalePad as one of the uh, company's evangelists, um, VP of channel. So doing uh, in-person events, virtual events, um, things like this. Um, just getting the the ScalePad messaging out there and and educating folks on what we can do and how we can help make you guys some money. Um, prior to ScalePad, I was at Datto for six years doing the same for them. Um, and then prior to that, I spent nine years at an MSP um, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, and oh, I didn't know that. Wow, that's new. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. So that's that's how I got my, my bones in this industry. I was uh, I started out as a cold caller for uh, uh, a managed service provider. Um, cool. I was just the appointment setter and uh, and got really good at cold calling. I hate, everybody hates cold calling, but <laughs> it's 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 a, a necessary means to growing the business. So I, I got really good at it um, and then just started taking on more responsibilities within that that organization and growing that. We grew that organization real quick. Um, I was, when I started at, at the company, we were nine employees. And by the time I left to go to Datto, we were at 65 employees. Oh, wow. So, That's yeah, big. We, yeah, we, we, we grew a lot. And it was through 
um, things like this, just communicating with with our clients in a nice, clean, easy to understand manner, which is groundbreaking. Seamlessly helps me. Yeah, yeah. Helps back me then it's probably it's groundbreaking. Still kind of, yeah. still kind of is. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So you were hitting the phones, man. I didn't know that. That's awesome. The, oh yeah, uh, it was it was eight long, brutal, awful hours a day. But uh, yeah, I did it. And uh, and then uh, what I started doing was um, I, I hired others. I once I got really good at it, I just said, hey, let me hire a team of people, do it part time, and I'll teach them how to do it. And then everything everything went on from there. All right, I might have to bring you back on another podcast on telemarketing because uh, that is one of our most listened to podcasts. Is uh, yeah. we have a two part series on it, and uh, and it's working for us. Like I think a lot of MSPs, it's funny. Like a lot of MSPs would be like, no, we we would never do cold calling. We prefer cold emailing, and I'm like, dude, they're just as annoying. Like yeah, you know, like yeah. why why do we have so you know <laughs> one one is less than the other? Um, we, you know, we I, I'd say, be happy to to join a, another podcast. I, I'm pretty passionate about it. I I cringe when I hear people say cold calling's dead because oh, it just no. it's not. It'll never no. it'll never die. You you have to pick up the phone and talk to somebody. Like it just yes. you have to. So yeah. there's there's good ways to go about it. Yep. Our first ever MSP MSP camp member was from a cold call. First one ever. So like the initial one, it's like okay, cool. So it works, right? Um, so that's, wow. I didn't know that history about you. That's cool. So, so I guess what I just, I want to ask this question to you. Like, I know we're going to get into scale pad and all that. And it's just like, what, what do you attribute your success to? Cause I mean, you know, you were in an MSP, then you were at data. Now you're here. Like, obviously you've had a fantastic career. Like what is your intrinsic motivation? Like, how do you think you got to where you are today? I've always been big on processes and procedures and being able to replicate that. Um, There's always a better way to do something. And it's just spending the time to figure out, okay, how do I, how do I fine tune what I'm doing to be successful? And whatever role at whatever company you're in, that's, I, I think that that is sound advice and just figuring out how to do it and how to do it better. Um, I mean, back in my early days of of cold calling, it was fine tuning the messages and tracking, you know, the best times to to cold call and and all of that. And then it it evolved into processes and procedures within the organization from the cold call through to when we deposited the check every month. What could happen on every single sale? I was figuring out ways that we could bottleneck jobs and and things could slow down or go off the rails and improve those. And so that's what I did at at the MSP. Um, When I was my my time at Datto, it was it's the presentation is getting up on stage and and talking to people and informing them and just replicating it. And again, fine tuning that message. and, And it just it becomes more like science than than anything else. And yeah. And you just keep doing it. And same thing, same thing here at ScalePad. It's developing the playbook for going to market and then tweaking that playbook, getting better at what you do, and then replicating it from event to event to event. And every single event, we're getting better and better. And I see it and I tell my team, like every event we will get better. That's that's what this is all about. So yeah, yeah, I, I would say just process processes and procedures and and fine-tuning things is 
it's how I, it's how I made it. That's awesome. That is so important. Um, we have an episode coming up with the owner of Alltech on uh, the entrepreneurial operating system made famous by the book traction. Um, yeah, yeah. and that, like that book has helped us become a process and documentation, uh, focused business. And that's been a game changer. Like, so it's just, Oh yeah. What you're saying sparks home, like hits home so much. Yeah. We, we do at, at Scalepad, we, we adhere to the traction nice. uh, way of doing business. So yeah, I'm, I'm very familiar. It's, it's phenomenal. All right. So I guess let's get into kind of, you know, with Scalepad, what what part of the service do you find to be most popular with MSPs? Like what? Because I mean, I know how I use it it's mainly to like sell hardware and keep everything up to date. Um, mm -hmm. And now we're moving more into we have a huge warranty process, you know, uh, campaign coming up. Sure. So what what do you find that partners tend to use the most or like the most um, about the service? Sure. Um, it, it depends on um, on each MSP and, and their focus. We still have a, a ton of MSPs that are, they still think of it as just a warranty lookup tool. And mm -hmm. and that's how they, they've been using it instead of using it, how it's evolved over time, which is why we had to go through the branding change of warranty master to scale pad. We started adding so much more to our, our reporting that that it's it it's evolved into not just you know even QBR but just I would be running the reports even just before a, a regular check-in call with a partner, and mm -hmm. just pick you know a couple of things that 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 can help drive that conversation. I think it's it and it it, it shouldn't be. I I think it's it has evolved into more of um road mapping and forward thinking and yeah. i think the mistake a lot of of msps make in, in their quarterly business review is they're focused on the r of a qbr the review part of it what yeah. have i done for you and quite frankly a, a lot of small and medium-sized business owners that they don't really care what you've done for them sure they, they want to know the value in what you're doing but yeah. they want to be forward thinking they want yeah. to look at, okay, what do I need to prepare for six months from now, nine yeah. months from now, a year from now? So the 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 area of the reporting that that MSPs are finding the most success with are obviously hardware, you know, refreshment cycles and warranties and things like that, but also the road mapping and, and initiative side of it of saying, okay, well, you know, that's that's great. Here's the stuff I've done for you and, and briefly touch on it, but I'm here to talk to you about next quarter and the quarter after that, the quarter after that, because we need to start planning. Mm -hmm. um, so road mapping is, is it, it truly is, and without saying game changer, I think it is a game changer where we're, we're empowering MSPs to, to be forward thinking instead of backward thinking. Yep, 100%. It's like in the sales process, every MSP talks about proactive, right? No MSP is talking about, oh, we react so well to tickets usually, right? It's like, we are a proactive company. We stop the issues before they come. So why wouldn't they take the same approach in their account management and their sales? Yep. Like exactly. why wouldn't they also be saying, okay, we're literally proactive with your business, not just, you know, alerting. So this is such a good way of, you know, aligning what they're talking about in the sales process rather than just talking about it and then being a reactive company. Um, mm -hmm. So I love that. One and I thing, think, I think yeah, the, ease, the ease of understanding the reports and the simplicity yes. of it, um, you know, back in the day when, when I was first doing this and, and you you do your network assessment on a brand new client 
it was almost a race to see who could deliver the the largest report. Yeah. And and people thought like, okay, that's how I'm going to explain my value. You're going to see that the report that that's four inches thick is wow, that guy did a lot of work and that person did a lot of work to figure out my network, but nobody read it. Like nobody yep. cares. It's yep. it's breaking that down into into a simple, easy to understand and color coded and just themes that that at a moment's notice people could say okay well that's good let's focus on the bad stuff and let me let me figure out what's what's wrong 100% like that is so accurate and what you just said is so spot on because i remember back in the day before you know I, i've been at all tech about 7 years prior to that they would send like the network detective which is a great tool but like they'd send the whole mm -hmm. report and then what they decided as an msp and again i'm not talking bad on all tech i love all tech i'm yeah. helping you know improve this reporting they you know as a company, we'd say, well, the client doesn't care about reporting. So that was the mindset for a long time. And it's what you just said. No, they don't care about bad reporting. Yep. They don't care about all of that crap you're trying to send them. What they care about is what's green, what's red, what value are you providing to me? So like, for instance, we use BrightGage within that connect that manages with ConnectWise. We send a report, very, very simple. What are the service tickets that have come in from our help desk and our net admin team and our professional service team? What are they categorized on? So it helps the client see where are my issues? Is it all email issues? Like, can I provide training to my clients? And then what is utilization? And like, what is the overall? It's like a one page dashboard, yep. green, green, red, yellow. Right. And then the backup, like every client knows every MSP does backup. Every client knows they're doing backup, but how do they know? Right. And like, so we just send with the backup, a really simple one pager, like, Hey, here is your backups are green. <laughs> and like, they're good. They're green. Yep. Right. And it's like, it's, it's, so people default to not sending reports because they're so used to bad reports. Yep. And so we send that scale pad report out. And I know, is it, there's a new name, right? Lifecycle manager. Yeah, Lifecycle uh, manager. Yep. So, so we send that lifecycle manager report every month to every single client. And in that template email, it says, these are how old your server should be, check the server section. These are how old your computer should be and laptop should be, check this section. This is what the red means. So it's like, we don't even have to remember telling them it is. It's part of the email every month. So it's now shifted it to the client. And when we have those QBRs, well, really more technology business reviews, because I don't think we get to them quarterly like we should, but we mm -hmm. get to all of them every year they're already well prepared for that server discussion we're about to have with them or they're well prepared for that computer quote they're coming. So it's just, it's so nice. Um, sorry about the rant, but like you just hit something that I think every MSP is going <laughs> to feel when they hear that, like those big ass reports that nobody cares about. Oh, exactly. And, and the, the, the time preparing them, um, yeah. I, I meet, I meet partners all the time that say, yeah, you yourself, you don't get to a, a quarterly business review, but, but they are happening regularly. Um, it's because of the time it takes to put all of that together. And, and what we've been able to do is get that time down to as, as, as the least amount of time as possible. And I'll share with you this one. One thing that I find absolutely fascinating is we have a partner. Um, they're over in the, in the UK and, and wildly successful. They've got their quarterly business review, the, the meeting down to a half hour. Nice. And and I meet with folks all the time and they're like, yeah, we're, we're trimming it down so much because those meetings are easier to get, you know, as a business owner, getting getting an hour of somebody's time. That's, that's pretty tough. But mm -hmm. if you're able to, to get it down to maybe maybe an hour's worth of prep, half hour's worth of prep for that half hour call, 
and that's wow. that's a that's a beautiful thing. So there's there's uh yeah there's there's definitely some exciting things going on over here that that we're doing. That is super awesome. Yeah, we are way way longer than that, and that's been a big initiative <laughs> of mine lately is improving that. Now they're always great, you know. Like ours is about an hour and a half to two hours sometimes, sure. especially for new clients. And clients love it, but it's like we could do the same thing a lot more toit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. With, with tools like this. So what other reports? You know, obviously this one's great, but like just in general, what type of reports do you think MSPs should be sending um, to their clients, like on a regular basis or, or during the reviews? Um, you, you hit it on, on with um, the break age reporting as far as, you know, what, what are the, 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 the categories of the tickets and what are the, you know, the, the problem child categories? Um, that is that's important to get get out there outside of the business review, outside of the tech review, you know, that that's a regular, hey, here's everything I've done for you the past month or, or quarter, how, however you do that. That that's uh that's that's key. But the the focus of the conversation on those tech reviews should be more forward thinking. Yeah. Um, the other reporting that uh, is also something you you mentioned the, the backup reporting, um, clean, easy, just simple to understand. Uh, that's that's another part of our business. We we acquired uh, backup radar. Um, oh, cool! Late last year, and it's for exactly that the reporting side of it, delivering those clean reports. But even outside of of you know vendor specific. So if as an MSP, if you've got chances are you've got a couple different backup solutions you're selling or mm -hmm. inheriting if you take over a new account. Um, this is one spot to go to pull all of that information in. Um, and and being able to deliver those clean, easy, just down and dirty reports saying, okay, here's here's a backup. Okay, everything's good. Or yeah. hey, here's a device we found that's not being backed up, and, yep. and we need to make sure to get that on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the standard reports that that you mentioned. What what have we done from a ticketing standpoint? Um, what what's going on with the backups, and then road mapping, forward yeah. thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and like the uh, we used to only do help us help us tickets in the report. And what we found is like some clients that might pay us a grand a month or whatever, like we didn't complete any help desk tickets for. And so we, we changed that because it's like, you know, we don't want the client's mindset to be like, oh, well, I didn't see any service tickets this month for my team. It's like, yes, true. But we need to show how many alerting tickets we solved, how many yep. times we checked your backup, like all of those tickets now are combined. So they're like, how much are you guys doing? It's like, yes, like there's a reason we charge X mm -hmm. per user, right? Um, and that's why I think it's it's a selling tool. And lately, lately in prospecting meetings, this is just for MSPs listening, like especially for these bigger clients I've been going after and the co-managed clients, 100% of them lately have been asking me what type of reporting do I provide? Never, ever, wow. even last year was that a question ever, but it's now it's a question. It's like something has changed. Something has happened in the market, especially with these bigger ones and especially co-managed because it's usually an IT person that we're helping to deal with. They want to see that reporting. Um, so just just a little nugget there. Oh, yeah. Maybe some of the smaller MSPs that haven't gotten to those bigger deals yet. Um, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. So we just have a couple more questions here. Sure, sure. Um, what, and you mentioned one in the UK, but what are... What are your most successful partners doing differently? Like, what are those MSPs that are just like, for instance, your past MSP where it was nine to 65, like that's wild. Like, I feel like we've grown really well at Alltech, but we're not there, you know? So what are those MSPs doing 
uh, differently? Um, the successful ones, there's a couple different ways of, of growing your, your business. Is it organic growth or is it, are, are you just gobbling up other, you know, competitors that, that are around? Um, and, and there's no right or wrong answer. There's no like silver bullet there, but I see a, a ton of growth in, in those two areas, um, developing your sales process, um, utilizing resources to help with your sales and marketing and and growing it the the old-fashioned way and then I, there's this whole other section of, of MSPs out there that are looking to acquire companies and and slowly adding on and and yeah. doing it that way and and both are 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 fantastic when, when I see it happening in, in the industry um, as far as scale pad specific um, I've got a story about a, a partner of ours great partner of ours that um, just in the the warranty sales, so he hired a he a small MSP hired his his uh, a brand new sales leader, so a brand new salesperson to come in, and he he told this person to just focus on finding things out of warranty and get all of our clients get them all up to date. Yeah, and he said the first six months of hiring this person, just selling software warranties and hardware warranties, or sorry, hardware warranties. Uh, and the profit made from that, the first six months paid for his yearly salary. Nice. So the second six months, it's just, you know, money for the company. And, yeah. and that type of thing where you could just say, look, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to spend some time and, and maybe it's uh, getting in that, that regiment of, okay, well, you know, Tuesday mornings, you know, for an hour, I'm going to just make sure that my clients are all under warranty and things like that. Um, but just getting into that that pattern of okay, here's here's the the structure which I'm I'm going to do this and and then sticking to it and yeah again the process and procedures that's huge. Every time I log into ScalePad and I see it calculates like <laughs> all of the server warranties outstanding and it puts in a big number right on the dashboard. Like talk about good dashboards. Yeah. <laughs> so every time I log in there, that's why I was like, it's slowed down a little bit because we're not, it's kind of crazy. We're not marketing much Alltech right now because it's like we're at a good spot and I'm kind of building MSP camp. So it was kind of like, all right, cool. This is the new campaign. It's going to be a customer campaign to get this money. It's like this massive number. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's one of the main reasons we're doing that. And it's just good for our clients, obviously to be covered with a warranty. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially so, in today's economy where people are trying to do more with less. We're yes. seeing warranty warranty purchases skyrocket yeah. and, you know, getting that extra year out of, a, a you know, an older server and, and things like that. Yep. So this is kind of the last question until we get to like, is there anything else you'd like to add? And that is about MDF. So we did an episode on MDF recently. It's one of our most listened to episodes and I hope people are actually taking action on it. And it basically just shows MSPs like it's easy to get MDF. Like it's easy to get it and it's easy to claim it, but still, <laughs> still people do not yeah. use MDF. And to me, it's shocking because it's not even like it's just a size thing. It's not like it's the small MSPs not using it and the big ones are because we have a smaller MSP in our peer group who's the MF. MDF King, he gets Datto MDF, he gets all this MDF every single quarter and there, he's a smaller one, but then the largest, um, MSP in our peer group never has claimed MDF once. So it's just, it's not even like it's a size thing. So why don't more MSPs claim MDF, Eric, what is going on here? This is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a topic that I'm, I'm, I am passionate about, um, I'm I'm biased because uh, in my my time at Datto, I, I developed the MDF program there, wow. and uh, 
And I, I created that program how I wanted to use it if I were a partner. Because I go back to my days of, of working at an MSP and, and I was getting MDF from vendors that were out there. And sometimes it was a headache. You had to jump through so many hoops for just requesting it. And then if it was a, a, a campaign or, or an event, jumping through more hoops of proving the success of it. And, yeah. and it just it became time consuming. And and what I did at, at Datto was just let's make this as easy as possible. As in my mind, working with a vendor, and I've said this for years, working with a vendor, you shouldn't you shouldn't be spending any more than 15 minutes filling out anything. And in my sure. mind, I, I, your your job is to go out there and sell and take care of your customers, not fill out paperwork for a vendor. Yep. So I, I think that's the reason why a lot of them shy away from from using MDF. It's the, the time issue and, and jumping through the hoops. Now, if you find a, a program that is simple and easy, like like Dado's MDF program, and and eventually Scalepad does not have one, but eventually I'll be building one for for Scalepad. And awesome. same thing, it's it's just how can we simplify it so much that 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 partners want to use it? And we, I was wildly successful in in utilizing MDF and, and helping our partners make money. It's free money that's out there, and. Yeah. And it's just getting people to understand, hey, this is going to be an easy process for you. And and here's here's the three things I need from you. And let's let's put a plan together where we both make money. Yep. That's that's what it's all about. That's huge. And it's like it's like you said, like MDF does help. Like it's helped us get clients, which got our vendors clients. So like if vendors really believe that the MDF is going to help their business, like if they truly believe this is a good tool to help the business, why not make it easy like you guys did? And one thing, because I've gotten so much feedback on MDF from like the MSP camp members and just in general, when I'm talking to people, this is a shameless plug. I apologize for the listeners, but uh, MSP camp is building literally an MDF package where we include all the campaigns and the vendor specific content and two coaching sessions with me literally into one package. And the reason I'm doing that instead of our monthly membership is it's like you get to submit one invoice to the vendor and you get to submit a link with all of the things to one vendor. Because in the past when we were doing it, like I'm the full-time marketing person before I hired more marketing people. And it's like, I was kind of hunting down invoices and I was kind of hunting down the content that I had created or whatever it is to submit to the vendor. So this is just gonna make it super easy for MSPs to be like, okay, I do think maybe I want this and this is an easy way to claim that MDF. So, so that's a great point. Um, really good advice, Eric, on, on MDF. Um, that's so cool that you literally built like one of the most famous MDF programs in the channel. (laughs) (laughs) You continue to surprise me, Eric. Uh, So was there, was, is there any one, I just really, really like, again, like, it's so cool that, you know, VP of channel literally just responded to my LinkedIn message and was like, sure, let's do it. That's really cool of you. I really appreciate it, man. Um, was there kind of anything you wanted to um, say before we conclude? Yeah, um, and and it's to that point. Um, we're we're in a an industry where it, in my mind, it's it's a lot different than than any other. In a sense that there's people out there willing to help, and and you know put competitive differences aside. I, I see it all the time with MSPs, you know, in peer groups with other MSPs and, and helping yeah. each other and sharing their their secret sauce and things like that. Yeah. Same thing on the vendor side. Like we 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 have a lot of friends within the vendor community that that I'm close with that 
you know, anything somebody needs and, and like this podcast, for example, you say, Hey, you awesome. want to hop on this thing? Yeah, absolutely. Like any, any time. So yeah. yeah. And anything anybody needs. And, and I, I share this with, with all, all people that, that I talk to. And, and when I get on stage, if I can ever help with anything, I, I've got this, the easiest email address to, to remember it's just <laughs> ET at scalepad. Yeah. And, uh, and if it's meeting a, a different vendor, meeting a different MSP or just bouncing ideas off me, I'm, 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 I'm open, I'm an open book. So I'm, I'm game for it. That's awesome. Yeah. ET at, at scalepad.com really is like the easiest thing ever. So. <laughs> well, Eric, thank you so much again. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and close out and I really appreciate again, uh, you jumping on today for the no fluff MSP marketing podcast. Yeah, man, absolutely. Anytime. I'd love to come back. Thanks.